0: Hey guys, welcome to this edition of the Once Bitten Podcast and joining me on this show is Sama Katharo who is going to take you down the spiritual path of Bitcoin and talk about how he found Bitcoin and his experience at a 10-day silent retreat Uh, doing all of this well before Bitcoin entered his life uh, and how these roads have joined and what projects he's put together and how he's trying to give back to the community now and uh, where he sees all of this leading. Fingers crossed uh, that we all share the same vision here. I'm sure we do. Uh, You know, this was something completely new for me. Definitely well out of my depth. I love being challenged on this kind of thinking. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode as well. Before we get into the episode with Sama, I would like to uh, do a few quick shills. Are you going to the conference in Prague? 21st to 23rd of October It's Liberty in Our Lifetime It's hosted by the Free Cities Foundation Teachers Gable, the author of that book Free, Pri- Free Private Cities is going to be there speaking As is Peter Young who now works there and an epic bitcoiner I'll speak about education systems and alternative options Stefan Lavera will be there as well So it's a good event Looking forward to that very much Are you stacking sats? because if you're not, you definitely should be. And just Sats, nothing else. Bitcoin only, please remember that because we're on the back end of a week where shit has got weird for a lot of people that have still been playing around in the shitcoin casinos. So concentrate on Bitcoin, concentrate on Bitcoin only companies. swanbitcoin.com forward slash we will unlock you 10 bucks. They are a company out of the US. You can DCA with those guys have been around for many years. Corey and Jan, the co-founders. Coin Corner in the UK are an exchange, but can also set you up auto-buys, and they've just launched their Bolt Lightning card, so you can link your card to your account, and you can use your card at point of sale in either Euro Sterling or Lightning Bitcoin. This is where it's going, guys. Goodbye, banks. This is something we've all been waiting for. Big announcement, that one yesterday by Danny and the team. Uh, Relay R-E-L-A-I dot C-H forward slash Bitten get stacking across Europe exchange your fiat sterling or euros for Satoshis using this DCA app they're a Swiss based company great bunch of guys Bitcoinreserve dot com forward slash Bitten you can stack up to a thousand pounds a day with them via a card only company in Europe that is offering that service or you can get a white glove service if you're going balls deep 50 grand or more, you'll get to speak to the team, they'll talk you through everything. Brilliant if you're orange-pilling those boomers in your life that want to tie on a nice big position. Take care of your sats, stack safe, keep them safe, not your keys, not your coins, shift crypto.ch forward slash bits and gets you 5% off the BitBox O2 Bitcoin only hardware edition. They're a brilliantly Swiss-based company as well, doing great work. In the US, bitcoinday.io. Go check it out. All these links are in the show notes. They are small conferences being um, rolled out monthly across the US. Go meet some Bitcoiners. Enjoy this one with Salma. All right, guys, uh, welcoming Salma to the show. Thank you for reaching out, brother. Looking forward to doing this with you. Yeah, I'm excited too. I'm curious what kind of questions you can come up with. Yeah. Well, uh, to give the listeners a little bit of background, uh, you reached out in the DMs uh, with an idea of coming onto the show and, you know, kind of uh, exploring the ideas of what you've been putting together within the Bitcoin space. But before we get to that, uh, let's try and figure out who you are a little bit. Uh, What's what's your background first? uh, And then we'll move on and we'll just take it a step at a time yeah um
1: so yeah sama is my anonymous identity so i will not go so too much into the details of my private life but um i was very dedicated as a teenager and as a kid in my field of interest and so i reached a point in my life quite early where where i had success i had Uh, financial sort of independence even if it's you know you don't need so much when you're 20 but uh, so i reached this point where i was hanging out with successful people and and i didn't see that uh, they had a good life even though they had everything i had strived for so at that point i started searching for the meaning of life as you say so I started traveling around the world and to find answers reading lots of books and started meditating and yoga and all of this stuff so that was you know more than 20 years ago now so during that time I've been exploring how it can be to live uh, a spiritual life but still be part of society not go into a a monastery or something like that but still be part of the life but still having this belief or insight that the world is much more than they show on the television
0: <laughs> how would you if it's too random of a question how would you define spiritual uh for those people that like me i i don't really know how to put my finger on what it means to To be a a spiritual being or or live a spiritual life does does that cross into the realms of religion or is it more based on uh, your your natural surroundings How, how do you view it yeah it's like it's really like the other
1: side it's like the physical world and it's the energy world and when you go into these areas you become aware of this energy world so you see a physical person, but you can also sense, see, feel the energy around that person. And the same in the nature and everywhere. So, so it's like you're living in two worlds at the same time. You live in a physical world, but then you see sort of the blueprint of the physical world. Uh, that's what I would say. That's the spiritual part. But then people have tried to explain this you know that's religions come up and they explain this with their concepts and uh, people then who think that these concepts are correct and they go in that religion but then you have new age you have all these like inca indians and you have shamans and so everybody has tried to explain this spiritual world in different ways Mm, yeah but it's like a separate world but I, from my perspective it's a blueprint because it influences this world it's like that's the the programs are there and we play them out here in the physical world
0: have you I, I've heard John Vallis talk about this a lot um, the the idea of um, using psychedelics to, to go and experience that that energy uh, look into that world it's like it's the classic matrix blue pill red pill isn't it I, I suppose? For for many people that um, have experienced the other the, the the energy side, which I have not, uh, so I guess I'm just a blue pilled normie that walks around in physical land, and I've never taken the red pill, so to speak, and checked out what's going on over there in the energy world, and why are we all behaving in certain ways, um, our certain beliefs, certain things that have happened in our past that formed our personality uh that is that what you plug into and and, uh, have you used psychedelics yourself or form of meditation or both talk us through like uh the the techniques that you've used to experience that that other world that um that you talk about
1: uh yes so i did try some psychedelics when i was younger that was part of me exploring the world beyond the normal success right so what's 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 going on here so reading books meeting people with experience and trying different ways of accessing the spiritual reality and um and then then now since then i can access this reality if i just close my eyes and breathe a couple of minutes it's it's for the last 15 years or so it's just i have one foot in each so i can go in between um, those kind of realities
0: yeah did you do the, the 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 10 years uh living in a cave um sitting like uh just doing uh the the classic orange road monk thing at all
1: yeah, it was part of the beginnings. So actually, I didn't okay. need so 10 years. It was 10 days 10 we uh, passed okay. on a course. So, 10 days without speaking, 10 days uh, just living isolated without any books, without any pen or anything like that. And yeah, during those 10 days, that was when this other world opened up. And it was since then I couldn't close that door. So then I had to sort of figure out how to live the physical life while I was still connected to this other life. So I had to figure out this, the physical life and I had to figure out the spiritual life, how to, do, how to behave in the spiritual world with spirits and things
0: like this. Okay, so 10, ten days was where? where? Where were you doing this? That was in India. Okay. Could you? But they are all
1: over all over the world.
0: Yeah, I know there are some here in France as well. Uh, there's, Yeah, they're, they're, they're everywhere nowadays. Um, and I know a few friends that have done them. And, and yeah, it, it, to me, it's it's like it sounds like crazy to, to go there and not say a word for 10 days. Uh, like, I, I can't imagine. Yeah, Of course, that's going to have a huge impact on your brain. Um, talk us through it. Like, you know, you, you show up, if you know for those people that are listening that have perhaps thought about going on one of these things what what you know what's the brochure like you show up you pack your bags you like you you you're you're welcomed i mean how how does it go like uh, what's what's the what's the day to day
1: yeah yeah it was in india it's quite uh, they have these buddhist temples But I actually went to the original one, where the founder of the whole thing, uh, Guenka, he had his little house in the middle of the meditation retreat. Mm -hmm. So it's had built up around there. He's dead now, but he lived at that time. And yeah, you have to leave all your belongings and sort of lock them up in a locker so you can't reach your books or CD players or phones. Right. (laughs) It was see the players back then, back in those <laughs> days. yeah. And yeah, then you have like three three pairs of shirts and stuff like this. And then you meditate uh, about sixteen hours per day. You have to go up quite early. Wow, And It okay. can be hard on the back. It can be hard on the backs. I was so- going to ask long. about
0: that. So that how how does the meditation take place? Do do you all gather together? Or act. So are you in your own little room or are you sleeping in like a shared accommodation? Like uh, In my place, we had
1: single rooms. Okay. Uh, and then, you, but would then meet... you go to a meditation hall mm-hmm. with, a, with the teacher there instructing you. And, and the main technique they use in those, I mean, I haven't done it for 20 years, but mm-hmm. I, I think it's the same, that you need to just focus on like each cubic centimeter of your body mm-hmm. step by step starting from the feet so you start with the toe and like five minutes on the toe and then go five minutes to the other toe <laughs> five minutes to the other toe and then you do that all the way up so you're intensely aware of every single cubic centimeter of your physical body
0: and you're sitting cross-legged on the floor
1: yeah but you can prop yourself up with some pillows if you complain stuff like this and some people are trying to stand up some people maybe can even lie down if they're if they're complaining to the teacher and because it can get
0: so the from. the teacher there is is he talking you through he's talking at this point um to is he talking you through how to breathe and you know what to feel and what to Uh, latch onto and what to let go of are you feeling pain in a certain toe you know sit with the pain this kind of stuff Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. yeah he doesn't talk much but he says this yeah so basically just be aware and whatever comes up to the surface just observe it and let it pass so you shouldn't push it away Uh, and and this is why you know because then you know in the second day third day the first couple of days normal problems come up and you let them pass and then sort of childhood stuff comes up in the day four or five deeper stuff right and then again you can feel like you felt when you were small and so then it goes deeper and deeper layers so rather than if in society you know we are always active so we're always pushing these kind of things away uh, and just trying to you know get whatever we think is important so as soon as you stop then the body starts rebalancing itself it wants to just get this old toxic out of it's like a detox from from our system
0: What, at what do you remember at what point it all started, there must have been a day where something was like whoa I was not expecting that like one of those doors would have opened. Did you remember that specific point like that? And that point of no return, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was the seventh night. Uh, it was, um, you know, I can almost describe it as end of the matrix movie one, when right. the walls turn into code, because it was just like, everything is broke when, uh, that was when that uh, bigger awareness opened up. So it was a mix of uh, panic and <laughs> amazement at the same time. And then it just lasted for the whole night. And then the next day I complained to the teacher. <laughs> I said, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> why, why is this happening to me? <laughs> And he said, oh, okay, okay, uh, maybe for the rest of the course, just do four hours walking meditation per day. And so I would be more in the physical body and I wouldn't be so uh,
0: out in the cosmos. That's crazy. So you, you, could, you could speak um, to, if you were having a problem or feeling discomfort, you could go to the person and then you know, bre- break that, that silence.
1: Yeah. And it's sort of like emergency. Yes. Yes. Because actually quite many people interrupt the course. They, they get, they when they come, you know, to a layer that is so difficult for them, uh, they cannot sit with it. They, so they get panic and they, the only thing they can do to, to solve it is to run away from the course. So then they go to the teacher and say, I, I cannot take it anymore. So they were not ready
0: then to process that wound that came up. Wow, mate, and, and okay. So now we fast forward twenty years, uh, and this is still something. Uh, y- are you practicing daily meditation?
1: Yeah, it's it's you know uh, when I went to that course, then I was like. left brain, like rational logic, and 10% intuitive. So I had like 10%. I thought, you know, I felt that it was something bigger. But now, during these 20 years, I've gone from 90% logic to 10% logic. And now I have 90% because. What happens when you go deeper and deeper into that spiritual reality it becomes your identity and when you look at your rational identity it's basically just a mental construct it's basically just who you think you are and when you look at the world it's just what you think the world is right so the choice then when you become into spiritual stuff is to aha should i base my life on this mental construct who i am or should i base it on this feeling i have inside you know the soul or whatever you want to call it so when you go more and more inside this you start to identify with the spirit and because you see through the mental constructs you cannot base your life on mental constructs anymore so then you sort of become this. um essence the essence that is having several lives and you live in one life but you're sort of aware of more lives at the same time so the logical the rational part is a small part of what I do I use it to talk to you to create courses um but you see my decisions what I do in in my life it's based on these like visions from the inside what i sh- what i should draw so it's it's quite different from from the normal like businessman who's like 95% right. uh, left brain
0: man that, that makes your dm even more uh, meaningful <laughs> now the fact that you reached out and wanted to come on to the podcast, uh, you know, be, mm-hmm. having <laughs> having this based on a, a spiritual kind of uh, rationale rather than a logical, hey, let's get on this guy's podcast and, and share my message. That, uh, yeah, that's, um, that's pretty deep. Uh, when did Bitcoin come and find you then? Or did you... Uh, there's obviously a big overlap here with uh, mm-hmm. obviously the matrix, you know the red pill, the blue pill idea. Um, you've been down the rabbit hole uh, of you know looking at life through a different lens for a long time before Bitcoin must have presented itself to you uh, when you what were your first touch points and what what were you seeing when you when you first come across it?
1: When I first came across it, yeah, I regret not acting on it. It's <laughs> 2011. <laughs> but when I got my first SATS in 2015, um, it was from a technical point of view. It was just like, oh, this is some interesting technology. And I didn't understand the bigger picture then. So it was just like, I you know, keeping up with the trends, uh, getting some sets here. Um, so it was not until like 2019 that uh, then I figured out the halving cycles. So, so then it was a lot more like a business sense. Uh-huh. You know, I figured this out. This is actually going to go up next year. <laughs> so, so I put more and more and more and more of my money inside there and uh, then i had to had to figure out uh, all these fears around my money being in the network so i started studying a lot and a lot uh, uh, listening to many of your podcasts (laughs) and uh, reading like two three hours every day studying studying and the more confidence i got the more money i put in and I think it was the decentralization that was just the key between my spiritual life and Bitcoin. Because, you know, in a spiritual sense, when you come into this identity, your spirit identity, your timeless essence, it's like your node on the creation network. You know, so you stop listening to authorities because you think okay that priest yeah but he didn't even access his node to the creationist he's just rambling left brain stuff concepts from a bible so so spirituality for me has been very decentralizing experience because i go inwards and when i go inwards i realize it's in me and then it's also in everybody else so when when I heard about the decentralization, I was like, oh, this, can't, this can't be true. Did, did anyone really manage to create like artificial decentralization? And then I read a lot and I got convinced. And that was just like, oh my God, this is this is like this is like a physical representation of God. Because it's decentralized. So no one can own it and no one can. So then it was just, uh, I felt that Bitcoin was more true than any prophet, you know, because all the prophets, they have been human. So they've been saying good stuff, but they always had to use concepts. They always had to try to convince people through concepts. And all the concepts, then it's not completely pure. But Bitcoin, then, it's just pure truth over and over and over and over again. So left brain can understand it if you study a lot, but the right brain can intuitively feel that truth emanating from the Bitcoin protocol. So this was my hallelujah moment when, when my spiritual world and and
0: and the physical world sort of combined it's funny you bring that up because i when when i try and when people when when i'm talking to people and i'm trying to orange pill them uh and the biggest pushback is oh it's you know dan stop going on about it like i'll never understand it i don't even understand uh, i've never been interested in money it's all too difficult to understand like what (laughs) actually what you'll find it is intuitive, like it's complete intuition that when you start like thinking about it and looking at it and reading about it and learning about it, it all just falls into place so much quicker because the the, the financial system we have at the moment, you'll never get it because it's all logic bombs and misinformation. You, you will never, ever be able to piece that puzzle together. As much as Paul Krugman and Nouriel Roubini and Nicolas Taleb claim that they have, they haven't. It's all complete smoke and mirrors. This is why people are afraid of, of money, of economic decisions, of risk analysis, of, uh, of, of doing anything it, it, other than just working their nine to five. But then when you come to Bitcoin and you look at it and you learn about it, it is intuition because it is truth.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I came to understand this also and uh, it has been my life since then because it, it became so meaningful on, on i mean i think it's meaningful to work on each other on on ourselves i mean but um, it was sort of finding this physical thing that does the same thing because for me Bitcoin I think Satoshi had a very developed intuition to be able to piece those things together. So he had a good left brain where he sort of could understand all these systems, but then it was his intuitive right brain that actually made sense on them how they can fit together. And when he did that, he created something that you sort of you need your intuition to access or to understand so i think when people go into the rabbit hole they also develop their intuition automatically because it because it is an intuitive product you could say
0: this is the magic of the orange pill isn't it this is when bitcoiners uh a, a lot of us here know this already uh that those new listening might think we're talking a bunch of woo woo but you we say it rewires your mind. Bitcoin rewires your mind. And now I, you know, having spoken to you for the last 20 minutes or so, I'm understanding that my right brain is slowly developing uh, more of a, a, a role in my decision making each day than my left brain. And it's just we're just slowly having this shift from left to right uh, as Bitcoiners.
1: Yeah. And I think what we are tapping into there is is sort of, you can call it like natural intelligence, you know, because if you see the rational mind is always comparing to the past. So it's just models of what we experienced in the past. So if you just use that, we will continue creating the same world over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. But the right brain then is more like non-linear and it it goes beyond
0: any past models. That's really interesting. And the first thing I think of is uh, recreating the past. This is why we're stuck in this uh, cycle. Um, where we're still sending kids to school to get Mm -hmm. uh, certificates and whatever else degrees, because that's what mom and dad did. And that's what the people did above them. And it's just comparing the whole time. Like, this is what you do. This is how you do it and we can't break that cycle and it's a it's a very prohibitive cycle very few people can truly grow they can truly be themselves they they just can't in fact it's completely linear it, all yeah, and it. the whole school system is encouraging
1: people to get stuck even more in the left brain to just memorize and rationalize so that's why it's like a broken system and it's just imploding on itself because it's just encouraging the the negative behavior over and over and over and over again so it's a negative spiral
0: going into the left brain all all the time and then you get to that workplace and you've got 50 years of doing whatever it is to climb that corporate ladder and run on that hamster wheel and have the 2.4 kids get the white picket fence, get the two cars. This is the physical world. This is society as today. And before you know it, you're 70 and the, you know, the life has just passed away in front of your eyes and you may or may not have just been able to reach retirement and perhaps you've got the mortgage paid off.
1: Yeah, so I think Shatoshi is showing us the way. Uh, in his actions and in, in his product. I, I don't know, maybe not so many people talk about this, but I just as assume that Satoshi was a very intuitive person to be able to pull off something like this. You know, because it's, you know, if you just lay back, even if you don't meditate, if you just lay back in, in the bath or whatever, that's when you start getting those pictures, those visions, that I, as I call them. It's like a knowing and I think Satoshi was able to access this kind of knowledge, natural intelligence or what you want to call it.
0: All right. So now let's talk about what it is that you're trying to do or have have been doing with, with other Bitcoiners in the space. So you, you've obviously got to a point where you wanted to uh, join your love of Bitcoin with your... Your passion of self-development, meditation, spirituality, whatever it is, what have you put together? What what is is it that uh, that you're working on?
1: Yeah, I created a men's group, Uh, so I call it Men's Group for Spiritual Bitcoiners. Uh, It's Men's Group for personal development, but but in within personal development, it's it's two quite different sections So the first when, 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 <laughs> when many people think about personal development it's it's like fixing a problem it's like adding something on to yourself. So if you have I want to get a girlfriend but then you read a book about how to get a girlfriend you start learning some behaviors you, know? so you add behaviors on top of yourself. If you want to get rich, then you have success habits. If you want to, what can you, if you don't have friends, you know, how to get friends with with these 99 uh, tricks, things like this. So it's a huge industry where people want to help you fix yourself by adding things to you. And, and then you're adding things onto an already broken. Uh, personality you can say but for people who have reached success or people who have everything they wanted then they realize that it's still something missing and what they can do then is they can add even more on top they can create another personality become someone else and be even more rich but at some point they understand it's not about how rich i am it's not about how many girls I can get. It's about that, those insecurities inside me that can never be fed by just giving them the external stimulant. So then you come into the, different, the other uh, section of personal development. And that's more about stripping off. And because we're sort of stuck with all of these personalities, we are stuck with all of these beliefs that we have built up. And actually, it's not us because there parents. The parents gave it to us first. And then the girlfriend gave us to, and then the employers gave it to. So we were just bombarded from teachers and everything with all these things which should be. And then then I started this group <laughs> uh, for anyone who wants to, 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 to take off all of those layers and go back to who we really are, to go back to the basics. And that's not always so easy. So to, to go together in a group like this, then we are able to support each other. Uh, so we are able to shore, share our progress. We can encourage each other. So we have now nine men in a group um, and we meet two times per week approximately different activities
0: you just do this all over zoom so it's completely remote anyone can be you know wherever
1: well we use signal so to be more a little bit more private okay because they have group calls also on signal with with video or just uh audio Uh, sharing sessions we do with video
0: okay Uh, all right okay so let's delve in a little bit deeper first thing for all the ladies out there why men only
1: (laughs) Uh, maybe it's just a mirror of my own journey and I felt that I wanted to become more male and so i've been working on my masculinity for the last year uh, because my father was actually quite feminine (laughs) and he was uh, not living his deeper purpose he was sort of just focused on work and focused on what my mother wanted so that was my role model uh unconsciously right so so when now I, ha- I have family, I have kids, and then it's easy for me to slide into becoming like my father. And, and, to, and that's, that goes against being in my, in my node, uh, like we talked about before, because then I, I, I need to uh, honor my timeless essence, right? I have a mission to do here. <laughs> uh, and if I just go around doing what everyone else tells me, I'm not able to to live my deeper purpose. So to step into my masculinity, which gives me direction, it gives me authority, but maybe not, it doesn't have to be bad, like authority in knowing what to do, knowing what what needs to be done. So it's like direction. Because when you come into spiritual realms, it's easy to just go like, oh, I'm I'm a butterfly. And you just flow off in this kind of light, light and love. And I had periods like that, (laughs) (laughs) but, but to actually be a real spiritual grounded person, we need to mask, we need a masculine side and so It ended up being for the man this time, but maybe later I I will do
0: something similar also for women. All right, cool. This is this is pretty fascinating because I think uh, most people listening to this will probably have some kind of view on masculinity against femininity as just the basic. Uh, you're a man with strong muscles or you're a woman and you, you do women's stuff. And if a man shows uh, a feminine side or femininity, generally might be uh, associated with being um, homosexual or metrosexual or you know walking around in um, women's high heels or something but you're talking about this at a spiritual level right this is the difference between the physical and the the spiritual so could you explain to us the difference between masculinity and femininity at the spiritual level the level that you have explored
1: yeah so for me everything is frequencies right so masculine frequencies they are darker so it's a little bit about mastering your the darkness within you so if we run away from that darkness we become more like feminine so i don't see it as eating a particular diet or exercising a particular hour per week it's not masculinity for me, but but to be able to stand in my masculine frequencies, maybe that sounds strange for other
0: people, but can you explain frequencies um, uh, that that's just kind of energy that is uh, constantly uh, our bodies are constantly uh, giving out frequency as far as I'm aware that you know we are energy yeah, so energy is sort of the
1: overall world, while frequencies is like is like specific energies, mm-hmm. Uh, like a like a radio then you Mm -hmm. shift between different frequencies on the radio while energy is just like an overall term so you can have lower frequencies higher frequencies and so if i go into my masculinity i go in and i then it's like completely different vibe Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. boom 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 and then if I go to my feminine side I can hello there what's going on it's so it's it's um, different moods you can say mm-hmm. different moods but since I am able to perceive the blueprint of these uh, it's, for me I, I talk about frequencies but on the surface level it, you can see it's a different moods, different, yeah, maybe not the
0: best explanation. <laughs> <laughs> can you, when you meet people face to face, can you feel their frequency? Uh, are you at that kind of uh, level? You can, the people give it off that certain vibe. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's
1: very obvious, but, but to be able to properly distinguish things, I need to go into meditation. Mm -hmm. it's 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 like when i go into meditation then i i get a clear vision i can i can see more in detail how things are but uh, if i'm in my left brain like now it's just like some i can see something in the background but i i don't i don't see
0: details like that so, how does one go about uh, improving the masculinity? Like you were talking about, this is what you're working on. What What's the what are the steps that you're taking?
1: Yeah, uh, for me, it could be things like setting up shelves in the house, right? <laughs> Something bit of DIY. I yeah, tried to avoid my whole life, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also. It's it's an action actually, because as a spiritual being, you can get lots of visions, but how to actually put them into the reality? That's the phys- That's the masculine side. So when I get a vision that I want to talk to you, for example, uh, if I don't have my masculine frequencies active, I will I will not do anything, and that's sort of what where I was. Uh, a year ago i was just seeing too much knowing too much but i was not able to take actions so because it takes really a lot of guts to take actions uh not as much if you're if you act on the left brain you don't need so much guts because you're always acting based on the past but when you base your actions on the visions you're always doing something new you're always doing something like unexpected and out of the out of the box. So living like I do, so you get these visions and it's just crazy visions many times. And to have the guts to do it, you need to be really a man. So that's why actually I had to man up because if I was able to live out the visions I see, I need to take actions. So this can be anything from starting a company, from contacting people,
0: um the buying yeah. bitcoin buying bitcoin <laughs> like, it's a perfect example like you know I laugh but that was a freaking for anybody here now that that was a big decision that was a brave decision you know, fair to say a masculine decision even for the ladies that bought it you know they probably tuned into their ma- uh, masculine frequencies yeah and I heard your interview
1: in the was it Sunny Side Up something like this on the yes. podcast. So your story very much inspired me, and you showed your masculinity. And you you took the action based on your convictions, and 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 this is what we're working on in the group also.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that again. So the kind of guys that uh, might be interested in coming to the group, what would be going through their mind, and what would they be looking to you know improve or to share or to you know build upon
1: yeah so everyone can choose their own focus you know what they want to achieve and uh, but you know so you have some because of the bitcoin you know they, they are sort of when they go into the bitcoin rabbit hole And then they come to this point where they understand that everything is the mental construct. And that's a very scary point. Uh, And that's sort of the the thing most people have in common in this group. Because if everything is a mental construct, then how do you know what to do? How do you know who you are? How do you know what the world is? You know, because Bitcoin keeps breaking your models over and over and over again. And then you're lucky if you find some new models that you can trust. But then again, they are crashed again. So, how do you go about living when, when you don't know <laughs> you don't know what is real and what is fake? And uh, we can go to the physical reality, it's real. But when people also, if they take some mushrooms or something like that, many, many of them do. And then they see, not even the physical world, you can't even trust the physical world because it's a whole different cosmos going on. So then it's this, the alternative then is to try to really center themselves and find their inner purpose. The purpose will drive them forward. The purpose of who they are beyond all the concepts that's the only thing that becomes a safe safe haven or a safe anchor in the world. So you're, you're switching from before they believed all their beliefs, but the beliefs were gone. And then now, oh, but at least I have my car and house and but everything on the external, slowly, when we go into the right brain, everything on the external becomes sort of meaningless because we just wanted them because of insecurities and as we grow up the insecurities go away and then we don't need that fancy car that we try to achieve all our lives so then it's just what's left and it's just our spirit and how to let our spirit guide us forward Uh, and and that's then the group we're able to talk about this and help each other and we meditate together trying to feel trying to feel that spirit and
0: does it make sense it does it's um i'm now kind of thinking about this word purpose uh because again in the physical world we're just led to believe well first thing you ask a 14 or 15 year old kid is like well what do you want to be when you grow up or even younger you know and you're you're Pigeonholing them into giving an answer, like, and it would just become a stock answer in the end. Oh, I want to be a vet. I want to be a doctor. You know, and they, they, this this crushes the idea of them ever finding their purpose. So that is very very interesting to me. What is your purpose? What did you find?
1: Hmm. Yeah. So when. When your identity is undefined and ever expanding, then you can't really say what will happen tomorrow. It's you have more of a trust in the moment, and you live moment by moment by moment. And uh, so when I did that shift from 90% rational to 10% rational, I was sort of Creating windows of time where I let my intuition guide me. And then the rational mind took over, you know. So it was like 60% rational and 40% intuitive. Then I created, okay, now I give myself three days. Anything can happen, and I will just go with the flow. So it was like three days where I switched and just let anything happen. And, And life became quite magical. And everything that came up felt much more magical rather if if you have the rational everything that comes up becomes more of a problem because you have a plan and you need to do something so to to follow our inspiration to follow our heart right that's that's the deeper purpose for me and so my whole life I struggled with this living in two realities, like because I had to hide it many times. I lived in a physical world, and I didn't tell many people about this. so my my passion now has been to be able to actually be myself, to be able to talk about how I experience the world. And also, my deeper purpose is basically to be myself and to do what I feel is fun and good. And at this moment it's Bitcoin and Bitcoiners <laughs> and being myself with Bitcoiners and, and take it moment by moment and try to follow my heart. My my heart is sort of giving me visions and. I try my best to do those visions without being afraid and go forward.
0: How, have, how difficult has this been the last few years with the, the onslaught of COVID and uh, you know, coercive measures and whatever else and overreach and being locked down and told what to do uh, by your um, government of choice? Uh, how, did, how did that all sit with you?
1: um not to be rude or boosting but this has been my best years of my life (laughs) because i finally stepped into my node it's been like a long lifelong battle between my node and my rational self and how to earn money and how to provide for my family uh so you can say that like three years ago i stepped from before maybe I was like 40% uh, into uh, no yeah 40% rational and then some stuff happens and it just I said this is it so I saved up I saved up money and I said now I got 100% on this spiritual path and I will just follow my because before I was still afraid so I was earning a fiat job job and i lived a compromise where like six hours per day or something like this i had to do things that were not in my heart's interest so it felt like i i compromised my deeper purpose and then i reached a point like 3 3 years ago where i cannot do this i need to i need to make a choice and similar like you did you did in bitcoin you, you went all in i went all in on my spirit node, and i said this better it works or it doesn't work but i have to try it otherwise i will regret it for the rest of my life and, and i and then things really open up it's 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 um it worked <laughs> and it works and and so of course it's been difficult with uh some in the external world, it's been struggles with not being able to come into some shops and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. It's
0: been the internal- most challenging. Th- th- there's never been a more challenging time to be alive with, with regards to like the physical world, right? when all of a sudden you can't leave your home without a piece of paper. You can't walk into a shop unless you're wearing a mask or you have a, a pass sanitaire or something like this. You cannot leave a country. You cannot travel. Uh, for me, it was just like... Uh, what is, this is complete nonsense. Like none of this makes any sense at all, none. Um, but I'm nowhere near on the level of, of what you're talking about. You must've, when you see these actions, uh, this authoritative um, kind of behavior from the construct, right? they are the, the epitome of the construct. And, you know, within that construct, you have the the little pockets, whether that's the WEF, the WHO, the FDA, like the, the whoever, right, uh, all pulling their own little strings for their own gains. <laughs> Was this just like two years of complete meditation for you? Like, just let this all just swirl around out there in physical normie land whilst you're you know, inwardly looking? Uh, you know, to your spiritual node, as you call it? Uh, I see,
1: if I look at it from the spiritual perspective, in the spiritual world, then everything is frequencies, right? Everything. So what happens in the physical world is just like representations of the blueprint, micro and macro. So as I see it, I see it as... Maybe this is controversial or something like that, but it, it's basically like what I'm going through, what I've been going through for a long time is sort of upgrades. When I, when I have a pattern, you know, for like an insecurity pattern that's stuck in me, and it keeps me acting in a certain way to get what I think I need, right? When I'm ready to face that pattern and see that pattern. And feel what created that pattern. Usually, it's like an incident or an event. That so I look at that, and then when it's understood, it disappears. It it goes away from my field. Right? So I call this detox. So you detox old patterns, it's similar like I did twenty years ago in a meditation course. It's just now a little bit differently, but so. Since I'm so used to this in a micro level, when I look on a macro, for me, it's just the same thing happening. So the world or we as a humanity has all these bad patterns, negative patterns, like we talked before, that they're you know, repeating and repeating and repeating, doing the same mistakes all over and again. And as we come to this upgrade, As a humanity, we need to shed, we need to understand, we need to see, like uh, the extinction of use. and now we have something we can see it, like it was a pattern, we did it before, we do it now again, but this time it's like much more obvious, so we are faced with our darkness as a humanity race. So everything that comes up, it's like similar to in my meditations when I sit and then it's like whoop an insecurity comes and I say, Oh, it was when I was four years old, and, and no, and then I forgive myself, I understand myself, I let this go. And then I I my my inner strength becomes stronger. And humanity is just going through a similar thing. So, you know, if I go to the shop and I have to show this, sometimes I behave a little bit bad towards these uh, guards but usually i understand it you know earth's a small pawn in a big game and i i can't give them too much of a rant
0: because it just doesn't help if you see what i mean yeah you're seeing the the, the agents in the matrix basically
1: mm-hmm yeah you know they're acting on they're acting on the narratives and uh, the narratives come from as i see it and these old patterns so you're sort of faced with like the end result of a f- frequency pattern transformed into narrative spread by the mass media into the everyday person, and then they believe it. They identify with it, and this is the identification is actually a huge thing.
0: Let's do that. Let's it... let's do identity because that is uh, that is something uh, I've I faced before when I left my career. Uh, you know, I didn't realize how much I had uh, pegged to that identity until I didn't have it anymore. And it was a real kind of uh, awakening. It wasn't spiritual uh, in any way. I, I wouldn't claim um, that I did any deep thinking about it, but I, I certainly was like, oh, shit, wow. No, I I can't say I'm an X, Y, Z anymore. I can't say I'm working finance anymore. Like, I'm a no one. Uh, so I've got to re-identify it. Uh, and that was a big awakening and, and something is probably going on now with a lot of bitcoiners that well first thing we do is identify as bitcoiners there's something going on there right yeah
1: but it's mostly a positive one (laughs) thank goodness (laughs) but because bitcoin is such a positive force in the world you know so and then it's a difference between consciously identifying with something and unconsciously. It's a huge
0: difference. All right. Let, let's go down that rabbit hole. So what do we unconsciously identify as? Yeah. Typically. Actually, I mean, it's different for everybody, obviously. But uh, there, there's some. I'm sure there are some traps.
1: Well, we identify with our patterns. And also these patterns that are given to us. Patterns, I say patterns. But beliefs, uh, attitudes, behaviors. They were given to us from childhood. Mm-hmm. So when we come out like 20 years old, we're just full of other people's beliefs and attitudes
0: and so on. So, and that starts at birth because you, you, you're, you're born with an identity. I'm British, you're whatever-ish, I am british you are whatever i do not know. Uh, somebody else is Swedish, somebody else is Dutch, right? Bam, straight away, identity, stamped. Yeah, yeah.
1: And this is sort of like layers on top of your true self. So when you come out in life with all these layers, you you think you are those layers. That's the identification. So you're strongly attached to them. So identification is attachment. So you think you are like you, you want to drink coffee every day. Maybe you pick this up from your mother, you know, and as long as you identify with this pattern, you think it's your free will. So you drink coffee every day. Oh, I have the free will. You, know, you cannot stop me from drinking my coffee. Uh, but then one day in meditation or whatever, you say, oh, actually, I'm doing this because my mother did this. Yeah. It's, not, it's not me. And then you have this breaking point between your, obs- your observer, your awareness, and this thing that you thought was you, but it becomes the pattern. And when this happens, you know, you're not so interested in drinking that coffee anymore because you're, it's, not, it's not me. And then it starts to sort of fade off. Because if you think of identification as life force, it's basically you have your force and you're sending it through these patterns. When you send your life force through the pattern, you're saying this is me and you're giving it life form. So this pattern lives because of your life form, life force. And when you stop giving it life force, it doesn't have any value. It it just drops off. So this is this process of which country you're from, what party you want to vote on, you know, everything. Until you, you go layer by layer by layer by layer by layer. And then you say, what's left?
0: What do you identify as now? What did you leave? And what do you like to identify as now? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's different if I say what I unconsciously identify with. You know, that's the patterns that I saw that i didn't solve anymore so i could give you some of those Uh, and then it's the the identity that i want to that i consciously hold on to and so i consciously hold on to that i want to be completely transparent and i want to be become my true self that's sort of the my guideline so i don't want to be sidetracked by any filters so every filter that come up in my life i see through them and i stop giving the life force so i identify as someone who follows his heart wants to go to the really to the bottom of of truth and bitcoin is really a companion as well as the earth Uh, as a spiritual person i have also a relationship with the earth so every time i meditate i connect with the earth it's like uh, it's like the earth the sun and bitcoin it's like my companions towards my
0: deeper purpose how do you connect with the earth Yeah, it's uh
1: actually in the course in the man's group. I, I say, imagine that you're a golf ball, because that's like our energy body, right? So you're in the middle of a huge golf ball, and then below you have a golf peg, and that peg is reaching all the way down to the core of the earth. So that's sort of like a mental construct for actually con- connecting with Earth and connecting with your energy body. So, uh, yeah, I think that answers your question.
0: Is the Earth round?
1: seems like...
0: For all of the flat earthers that are tuning in.
1: <laughs> I think they, they are still believing in that mental constructs are able to save them. You know, just drop all the mental constructs. It's just illusions. You know, it's just subjective. It's just subjective viewpoints. And it's no point holding on to any of them. And instead, just sink into knowingness in our right brain.
0: Lots of work to be done here, which is obviously why you do the... uh... The men's group. Uh, how's it been going? What's what's the feedback been so far? Uh, how how many you've you've got nine people, I think you said.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, is
0: is this the first uh, run at this, or have you been doing this uh, quite a while?
1: Well, I also work with people one on one, so I've been doing that before. But before, I help them to connect deeply with their energy body and and start to drop some uh, older patterns help them to identify patterns and stop giving the life force but this group is the first men's group but actually it was a maximum of nine and a few people couldn't make it so i'm doing another one in september probably the feedback has been quite amazing so far we're now halfway through and it's really this, you know, when because I started this group because of a vision and sometimes we have a vision and then our left brain comes in, boof, boof. You can't do this. You can't do this. This is crazy, crazy. So I had, I had a vision and then I had like five days of like, no way, no way. But then that settled all my judgments around it. And I did it and I went through with it and And it just shows that the reward of doing this, like I'm so glad that I did it, that I didn't listen to my left brain because now we're in this uh, group where everyone is growing and everyone is positive about the future and everyone is helping each other. So yeah, it's quite amazing to be alive.
0: Have you seen any uh, stark uh, change in, in anyone in particular? Or has anybody shared that with you that, you know, throughout the session so far, they've just had that kind of eureka moment, I suppose?
1: Yeah, it's been a few. And it's been around these, uh, you know, some people went in with 90% rational and 10%. You know, mm. they, they knew it was something and they wanted to be around bitcoiners want to be around men uh but they still very much identified with the rational mind and now four weeks in they are sort of more in a surrendered state so it's been like week by week so they say now nah, yeah, yeah it sounds interesting but but you know this and this and this and this and this." and then to me okay okay it's this uh mental constructs that they are attached to Uh, but uh, so but they have a need to talk it through they cannot just say okay i've believed this for 14 years and now i'll just let it go it doesn't work like that so they they need to explain it to me so we have one-on-one also so they need to explain it to me and then sort of when they explain it to me they can see ah it's because of that, that, and, and then that, that uh, attachment to their beliefs just fades away and they are able to let go of that. And when they let go of that, they are able to sink into what is, right? So it's the beliefs that hold us from who we are. So as long as we are attached to the beliefs, We are
0: removed from who we really are. Now, a parenting question. Uh, You said you got kids. I've got four of my own. I'm very well aware that the the actions that that we do is going to cause habits within them, certain beliefs, uh, of course, Uh, traumas as well. Uh, you know, such as uh, the life of uh, of being a parent. Um, you know, you face difficult situations with kids and you either act in the right or wrong way. You probably act in the best way that you see possible, but that might be the complete opposite way to how the kid would, you know, it's like, no, you can't go to the party. Basic example. That that party could be a lifetime trauma for the kid that, you know, it's just one of these things. How do you... Um, how do you think about that when, when you're parenting?
1: Yeah, I'm quite, um, how do you say, I allow them quite a lot because they are in In the data gathering phase where all the experiences will help them to understand themselves and the world better. and, And if we, hold them too much i mean of course not to an extreme but if we hold them save them if we hold them away from dangerous things they will have not so realistic image of the world so i'm 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 the parent that lets them do a lot while my wife is (laughs) parents who holds them in (laughs)
0: It's, it's difficult. It, it's, it really is because, and it comes back to this mental construct, or, or even probably more damaging, the societal construct that's built up around us. Uh, you, you've probably, well, you know, you've listened to the show. I've got three of my kids that do not go to the state education system and, and one that does, she chooses to. That kills me because I can just see through all of the um, programming that, that's going on there. But it's very difficult to do that as parents because you've forever got the societal construct pointing fingers at you and questioning you on you're not, actually not questioning you, um, judging you on you're not doing the best thing for your kids because they are trapped in the, uh, the, the mental construct, the societal construct that has been placed before them. This is what you do. This is how you do it. And this is what you're going to do for your kids so it's difficult very very difficult um i can't remember where i was going with that
1: yeah it depends what what the main goal is i mean for my sake i hope my daughters will uh, be able to find their deeper purpose later right because the the i mean the alternative is that they will be stuck in a mental construct and doing things to crave attention or something like this so how do we help them to do this uh, and it's um it's an ongoing question yes it is
0: <laughs> there's no golden bullet answer not for that one it's but uh yeah uh but,
1: all you right. know, if we're if we are role models then That's a little bit how I think. And also, you know, when I act from my truth and Mm -hmm. I do the best I can every day, you know, whatever they do, if it's the state school or homeschooling or world schooling, and at least if they have someone around, uh, parents that are living from their heart, you know, then uh, they have uh, at least some role model there. And it increases the chances, I think.
0: And if they're stacking sets and learning about Bitcoin, because that is the gateway. (laughs) Yes. Is there anything that that we didn't touch on that you really wanted to to get across today? Have we kind of gone through everything pretty well there?
1: No, no, no. It's, um, you know um connecting with bitcoiners who who wants to find their true self this is always fun for me so anyone who feel drawn to that path uh, can reach out Uh, can have a chat something like that
0: is this um i'm assuming this is your business now so there'd be uh like uh, how does that work what's what's the model
1: uh, yeah, I have
0: uh, like a twenty
1: minute free call for anyone. Uh, and then I charge for sessions if they want to go deeper. So but you know the new business paradigm is not it's a win win, right? It's not win lose. So mm-hmm. it's like I'm I'm doing my best. And if anyone find value in that, they, they connect. So I know sometimes it's just turns out to friends. Sometimes it's more of like a business kind of deal. And so it's I, because I don't like to sell, right? But it's, I like to be myself <laughs> and, and that, that's, that should be sort of the same thing, I guess, but it's just, we're so used to
0: the win-lose model. We certainly are, and let's hope everybody can move to the win-win model uh, that, that uh, yeah, if somebody finds value in what you're providing and is is willing to to part with their Bitcoin to to express their value with the best money ever invented or discovered, then that's a win-win win. you know that's um, that's that's the way. The world should naturally work. Uh, yeah, the, the the construct we have at the moment, this win-lose model is just so broken on so many levels that um, yeah, the quicker we can hyper-Bitcoinize, uh, the better. But uh, I, of course, have to ask you the last question. And that is, if you had one orange pill left to give to somebody, who would you give it to and why? Oh, yeah, I was thinking about
1: this. And uh, maybe... I thought since I'm, I'm representing the spiritual universe here, then I could say Dalai Lama. something like that. Because, you know, Buddhists are very peaceful people. And if he could understand, intuitively understand Bitcoin, and be able to provide it, you know, to make sort of Buddhism a Bitcoin-based religion... Uh, that could be quite amazing. He's
0: dressed for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> we just got to let's send him a tunic with a big B on the back, and just uh, you know, he can walk around and meet people dressed that's in the Bitcoin logo. <laughs> that could be a good start. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, I really appreciate this. This has definitely been uh, something different for me. Uh, I hope I've not to um asked too many normie questions or or you know guided the, uh, the interview okay um, thank you so much for, for reaching out it's uh, it's been a pleasure to, to learn about all of this
1: No, yeah, thank you for having me it was an adventure and uh, I hope I didn't scare you with any too many red pill statements
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't think uh, the listeners at this point You know, Bitcoiners, they're open to anything and uh, love these kind of topics. So, yeah, uh, let's go to the moon, to to the energy space. Let's let's go find our frequencies.
1: Sounds good.
0: Uh, All right, mate. Well, take care. Have a great day. You too. You too. Bye bye. See ya. well guys, thank you so much for listening and thanks again Summer, for coming on the show I hope everybody enjoyed that reach out to Summer if you're interested in anything that we spoke about at length during this podcast and if you want to join that uh, men's group that he was talking about or have that free 20 minute chat there is so many different facets to this Bitcoin world that we all are part of right now And it's bringing up some fascinating topics and bringing some really interesting people to the space who are feeling... It's strange, isn't it? Because when you take that Bitcoin orange pill, it's gonna take, it doesn't happen instantly, as you know, but it will slowly disseminate throughout your bloodstream and get into your mind and start pulling out the thing that you, or the person, or the being that you're supposed to be, uh, your, your best attributes. And that will start rising to the top and your behavior will start changing and then you will reach a point where you want to give back in some way. And this is what's fascinating. Sam has found his his calling and he's doing amazing w- work with uh, a, that, that group of guys that he was talking about. So long may this last. And I love having people like Sam coming on and, and talking about all this crazy stuff. Uh, all right, before I sign this off, Make sure you are stacking your sats. You know where to head to for that. In the US, swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten. Across Europe, relay.ch forward slash bitten. Bitcoinreserve.com forward slash bitten. And Coin Corner, based out of the Isle of Man. CoinCorner.com forward slash bitten. I got to check that with you, Danny. I'm not sure that's exactly right. Anyway, the links are in the show notes, as you know uh shiftcrypto.ch forward slash bits and saves you 5% on a hardware wallet a bitcoin only edition hardware wallet by an excellent company shiftcrypto bitcoinday.io are running monthly meetups across the US go check them out use ob10 at checkout for 10% discount and if you want to get across to prague come join the fun at the liberty of our uh, liberty in our lifetime conference hosted by the Private Cities Foundation. That is 21 to 23 of October in Prague. I will be speaking. Looking forward to meeting all of you guys. Check out my book if you feel so inclined. It's called Choose Life. You can find it on Amazon. And uh, yeah, I look forward to the next show, guys. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. Take care.